a funny story when I was um, at school because we had to learn textiles. I don't know if it was just like because I was in a girls only school or if it's just something they teach across the curriculum. Who knows? Maybe they thought all girls school. You lot are going to be a bunch of uh, housewives. Best learn how to sew some buttons and stitch some shirts. But um, the funniest thing is that someone in the class had an actual phobia of sewing machines. Wow. (laughs) Which is, as someone who has a phobia, not a nice thing. Very much um, can, you know, empathise with those people. But it was just so funny seeing her every time she had to go because you know we used to do like stitching you know and sewing with the hand and stuff like that but eventually it'd come a time where she'd have to use a sewing machine oh no (laughs) and she used to be feeding it into the sewing machine from like six feet away and just closing her eyes and turning around and just hitting the pedal and just being like so scared (laughs) That, I, I've, I've never heard of that before, but yeah, Jesus it Christ, was, having it was to hilarious. live out your fear on a weekly, a day, like a weekly basis in school. I mean, that's that's like, it's a weird um, phobia, but that's like it proper is. bravery, isn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, fair play to her, she did it, but but you know, we all just used to wait until that day where it was like, oh, she's using the same machine today. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's uh, point and laugh. Uh, just uh. sitting there in fear. But anyway. What a lovely anecdote to open the show with. Welcome, <laughs> friends, to Tank Tap, the podcast all about video games and beer. I'm one of your hosts, Ben, here with Lucy. Yeah, secondary school sucked. Um, <laughs> yeah, for many reasons. But, uh, That's true. Yeah. yeah, and we're joined Hi. joined by Adol. <laughs> hey, I've returned. Hooray! Hi. <laughs> How are you? What have you been uh, doing? What have you been up been, to? Uh, I'm tired, and I've been teaching ethics of data science and logic in Durham, and it's been good, actually. Well, the teaching has been really good. The admin and getting used to a lot of unspoken you you know onboarding not existing the usual institutional garbage has been tough um, yeah. yeah yeah such is life right but you're you know instilling your wisdom and knowledge upon other people which we have lacked in the last several weeks absolutely me and ben are just fast more stupid we, we we've ben's out there playing like, marvel snap He's, he's playing a Marvel Snap game and he's just looking at the pretty cards and go, Because he can't cards. understand card games anymore because we miss our Magic the Gathering um, expertise and knowledge. That's so. it. That's it. It'd be mm. interesting to know if you've, and I imagine you haven't had any time to put into Marvel Snap yet, but. I, uh, I've played 12 matches. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, okay, I've let's... played two. Because I couldn't sleep. All right, well, let's. <clears throat> Let's open some beers, and we'll jump straight into into Marvel Snap because you are right, Lucy. That is all I've been playing again because yeah. I've got you no see, time. <laughs> I, I I decided to jump in this tutorial because I wanted to do the turn the chair around, sit down, and say hello, fellow kids. 
right. what's Ben playing, you know. <laughs> Try and understand him, get down to his level, understand why he's so troubled. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean it's 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 great in the amount of time it takes to actually play a match because when I'm putting Evelyn to bed, I can get in like four or five matches whilst uh she's sort of going to sleep and, and chilling out oh. and stuff before I kind of leave her to to go. But um yeah, we'll get <clears throat> onto that a little bit more. Excuse me. I've opened a beer. It smells absolutely incredible. Um oh. It's a stout. Of course, it's a stout. It's stout season. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have picked up, only released this week, the new Bristol Brewery and, <clears throat> excuse me, left-handed giant, salted caramel espresso martini stout. It is 7%, and it is the first of new Bristol Brewery's um, collaboration stouts leading up to Christmas. I think they're doing seven. They're going to be bringing um, one a week, I think. Um so yeah. That's a turnover. Oh. It is, absolutely. I think they've got um who have they got? They've got like Fallen Acorn, they've got um Wander Beyond. Um Oh, that one yeah, might be interesting. Four I other think, breweries. There's so you many think... Wander Beyond beers I've wanted to try, but they're just so darn expensive. Um you know, just a lot of uh, like really interesting stouts. You know, mm. quite high ABVs or just like weird adjuncts, but um, put into them just like the weird and wonderful things. But yeah, it's just so expensive. Can't justify it when it's something that it's like so out there. You're not yeah. sure if you're gonna like it or not. It's like, do I take the gamble for that much money? Not mm. sure. So, mm. so yeah, um, if you get your hands on that one. What are you know. drinking this evening, Lucy? Um, I'm drinking a uh, brown beer from St. Mars of the Desert. Yeah. I've been sitting on this one for a bit because um, I wanted to have it on the podcast because I was like, ooh, uh, this is a interesting style for them. Um, but it's called a brown beer named Ubaldo. not sure who Ubaldo is. It might be a very scruffy-looking dog. It's probably a bit too hard to see on camera. Um, it's 5%. Um it says, this is a dark brown beer named Ubaldo, in which malt shines through, temporarily allowing us to forget our modern day obsession with hops. Agreed. We, you know, we do have an obsession with hops. Mm. Um, a beer for relaxing with for a few minutes. Uh, why is there a picture of a dog named Grimbold on here? Answer unknown. <laughs> Brilliant. I mean, why not, eh? Uh, I mean, won't have... You know, any hops listed there. Just barley, oats, and wheat. Yeah, so... Brown ale. Pretty much the season for it, like autumn. Absolutely, yep. Mm. yep. We're definitely moving into these darker, darker, heavier, heavier beers. But we'll come back to you in a second, mm. Lucy. Um, Adol, what are you drinking? Um, so, one of the nice things about moving to new, new town is... Um, getting to learn new bottle shops and new places and Ooh. there's actually a place called the hot knocker which is a small little um craft mostly fridges a few tables and a few taps place that's so i i'm sure regular listeners know i struggled finding a place to live and the place i happen to have found is a three minute walk away from one of the two places that serves craft beer well, three places. Um, Aren't you yeah. lovely, sir? Aren't you uh, lovely? And so this week, I'm drinking from Wander, 
Mm. Um, their Ursa, which is their Imperial Campfire Porter. It's 10%, 440 mil. Um, Wonder Beyond is that, sir? Wonder you Beyond, must be on yeah, a nice uh, new salary, eh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, affording your nice uh, Wonder Beyond beers. Oh, I definitely bought this and a, another very expensive beer because I stayed. I went there to check it out, like casually, and like maybe make do some notes on this one of the courses I need to redesign for next year, and um, stayed until close instead of walking in at like five fifteen, stayed till close, made new friends, and then it was like, oh yeah, my tab. Also, put these on. <laughs> Why not? No, you live in the best of lives. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so really only slightly this. jealous. Campfire <laughs> makes me tingle. <laughs> Good. Right, let's roll back around. Um, this 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 bit. I think I started off by saying it's got a big nose. It has a massive nose. There's a lot of sweetness on there. Tons and tons of sort of like sticky caramel on there. That's lovely. Very very smooth. A lot of sweetness. Not getting a huge amount of the kind of coffee. Not getting any booze on the nose. Um, oh, I had a I had a stout earlier. It was only five percent. It was very very carbonated. Mm-hmm. Very light in flavour. This is the antithesis of that. This is this is luscious. It's luxurious. It's very very velvety. Okay. Um, it's right. got a, a tiny, tiny hint of carbonation. Only really, really slight. But yeah, because when you showed me um, that beer before we recorded, I was like, "Ooh, wasn't sure about that percentage." Yep. Yeah. What was it? That's Seven. Good to hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So the sweetness, the caramel notes that are, are on the nose, they do come through, but they're subdued a little bit, and they just sit quite nicely alongside this real roasted coffee note lovely amount of dark chocolate in there as well a touch a touch of kind of bitterness sort of towards the end uh, um, and, a, and a kind of I suppose a hint from the sort of I suppose salted caramel nature of it I don't know in the ingredients whether they um, have actually included say like salted caramel oh they do they have caramel essence essence in it caramel essence uh oh it's it's got lactose in it as well so um i didn't read the flavor text salted caramel and coffee beans have been shaken not stirred to create the ultimate liquid indulgence smooth creamy and superbly decadent uh it's got east kent golding hops in it um and i like the 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 flavor text which says taste, just heaven. That's, that's all they put, which is fantastic. Um, but this is lovely. Uh, um, it starts to sit a little heavier. Kind of, it dries out, and you just feel a bit more of the the coffee, a bit more of those bitter notes coming in. So whilst it's dry, it's not making me reach for it too much, which is great when it's such a full flavour that I don't have to rush through all of this um, taste going on. I, I imagine more is going to kind of unfold as I drink, but it's 
yeah, that's just that's just really good. <laughs> it's a little bit of good, good. There you go. Maybe it's coming from the more espresso martini kind of end. There's almost a touch of um, it's not quite coconut, but it's something that's a bit more kind of creamy. Um, I don't know what that is. I'll, I'll, I'll try and figure out. Uh, Lucy, hmm. St. Mars of the Desert. Yeah, when you were talking originally about um, having a stout 5%, which is, is um, carbonated, you can smell, just just as soon as I poured it, it was just like, could smell the bubbles just tickling your nose. So. Mm. It smells like it's got a, quite a bit of carbonation in there. Um... Uh, decently, it looks like Coca Cola to be honest. A little okay. light weed at the bottom. Um, yeah, smell wise, as I say, it's, 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 it's not a lot going on. Maybe a little bit of dark chocolate, but just very, very faint, if anything. Mm. What I will say, it hasn't got that um, like aspartame kind of mm-hmm. taste. That, gosh, it was was it last week we recorded? Yeah, um, uh, you did last week. You talked about an aspartame thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Th- this the taste on this is much more. The finish on this is much rounder and smoother. Where it has a little bit of that chocolate, I guess, a little bit of dark chocolate. So it isn't got that quite very carbonated kind of just coca-cola-esque finish where it's like doesn't even represent you know a beer almost it's, it's, it's got a bit more of a as i say maltier like smoother rounder taste uh finish to it so mm. that's very welcome to be honest um in terms of a brown beer maybe i'd prefer if it had a little bit more Earthiness, I'm just poured mm-hmm. in. It's like, how am I going to get into that? Um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm glad it doesn't have those notes in it where it's just like this tastes like Coca Cola. Um, mm, fair. Yeah, it's. it's I think that's quite nice, actually. Um, it's light. Um, but as I say, it still has that rounded finish where it's like you're not missing too much on the end. It's it. It doesn't feel like it's overly carbonated or overly hoppy. They said they're not relying on hops, and I think that's for the best because it has a much smoother finish. It's not going for. It's not too bitter, but it's also not you know overly aspartame. It's it's got a nice light malt finish, mm-hmm. um, and it's got you know those dark malt flavors to it um not quite extending into like pure coffee or dark chocolate just a hint of i'd say maybe just a hint of dark chocolate but it's it's a it's a it's an enigma um in the sense that it's probably not uh as i say with brand i probably expect more maltiness a bit more earthiness and this doesn't have that. Okay. It's light, but not in the sense of, oh, we're going for that very portery kind of uh, taste to it, where and that finish that has like that kind of the beer that I had last week that just tasted like Coca Cola. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, 
Yeah, so I don't know. Is it a backwards, you know, backhanded comment compliment that I'm saying this doesn't taste like a beer that I don't like, so therefore it's good? <laughs> is that is that a backhanded compliment? I don't know. But um, I think it might be a minimal compliment. I don't think it's yeah. backhanded. Yeah, because so few beers um, that are all this percentage and then are going for a darker style like porter or something like that, they just don't, you know, please me taste-wise, and it's like, this I could very much drink. I think it's the perfect, like, autumn drink. It's not too heavy. You could have it maybe, you know, a couple of hours before, like, that we're recording now. Maybe about six, seven o'clock, and have a few of these, maybe, one or two, and not feel mm. too heavy. And Yeah, so I think it's nice in that sense. It's probably... Probably, probably not what I want from a brand beer, but it's it, okay. nevertheless, it's it's not doing things that I don't like. Mm, right. <laughs> I think it's a maybe if I was in a different mood, I'd probably like this more. So I don't know. It's one of those, but I'd say interesting, different, but different in the way that it's like. Is it different because so many beers fail at this, or is it different because it's actually good? I can't mm, distinguish mm, at the moment because okay, okay. there's not enough brown beers at the moment. There's not enough brown ales. That's true. You know, so maybe it's been a while since I've had one. Mm. I, I I can't. can't That's judge, just neck but... and Newkey Brown. So you've got some frame of reference to. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah, but it's not giving me a bad feeling. Yeah, so. fair, fair. Hey. <laughs> uh, and a man who's probably only been drinking Newkey Brown since he headed up that way. Uh, oh no, you've got Wonder Beyond, Adel. How mm. how's the wonder beyond? Um, it's a good question. <laughs> uh, what I didn't tell you, uh, which I think is worth saying, is that um, it's got malted barley, oats, lactose, hops, muscovado, sugars, co- mm. cacao nibs, vanilla, maple syrup, and yeast. There's a lot of things. Yeah, wonder beyond do chuck a yeah. lot in their beers, don't they? Um, but it also poured with um. Like no head. It's got a that just a lovely velvet velvety sweet nose. You get a you get that alcohol sweetness, you get a sense of the thickness of the beer. That maple syrup and that vanilla are there, just sort of rounding things out. Mm. It's like and and yeah, the cacao nibs as well. Just there's some a chocolateiness with a touch of coffee. Just a but again, all that's working well together. It's it's like a nice just you can pull those apart, but they're well blended. Mm. It's a really excellent nose. For an excellent beer. Couldn't even put it down. Oh. Mm. I mean we don't we don't type or have to use our hands much for, for the episodes, do we? We will just, just sit behind <laughs> our beers just right yeah. here so we just instantly just yeah. sub them. No yeah. movement needed. I am a little. I'm wondering because there's so little carbonation. If my can actually had a leak or something, just because there's like nothing there. Okay. Um, in a way that I seems a little extreme. Right. It just tastes a bit flat. Um, and that's the only complaint I have. Um, it it also like didn't crack the loud noise. Hmm. Um, but yeah, so it. Tastes remarkably close to the nose. You've got this um, again, this like really lovely chocolatey, slightly coffee 
maltiness and then the this like flare of sweetness but there's just a variety of those sweetnesses so mm -hmm. it um yeah it just feels really uh, has a lot of depth um that maple syrup and that vanilla are really doing small things exquisitely well um and a lot of that is hiding the 10 percent, which i just um reread the can I was like right this is 10 percent um and and the lactose obviously and the muscovado sugars like there's just a that sweetness is so it just it tastes sweet and it's only when you like start to unpack it, you realize oh it's because it's coming from a bunch of things but again mm. they're so well balanced um i'm not sure why it was called so i was wondering for a campfire porter what i like about this is it's, it's a it's it's got a little depth and a little more heft than um the average porter because that's one of the reasons i veer towards stouts but mm -hmm. on 10 percent mm -hmm. imperial porter i can get behind um the campfire i think is more the idea of like snacks around a campfire i was kind of wondering if there'd be like more of a burnt or a roasted character because it was called campfire but now i'm, I'm realizing it's much more like s'mores mm, a bit sweeter even though it doesn't have that like marshmallowiness thankfully but like um it's i think it's trying to what is it trying to evoke that like you know chocolate and maple syrup isn't often at the campfire at least maybe in breakfast anyway yeah the um it's really good is what i'm trying to say it's just good. a really good beer good. um i'm going to enjoy it even if it feels i think i like the touch flat everything else is great perfect nice nice uh an, an excellent place for us to launch into just talking about the games that we've been playing um for the week i, I think as we said before we started our beers let's just jump into marvel snap um a little bit and it'd be interesting Adam, no, to get your <laughs> nah, fuck it. Um, all right, let's not. Let's just get Adol's take on Marvel Snap with the few games that he has played uh, from it. I'll give no update at all. I mean, I'd be curious about that to see if it's worth doing anything more. Uh, it was fine. It's a serviceable card game. Mm -hmm. that, that's that's where I landed on. I've played the the, the um uh tutorial, and I was like, yeah. This is not just basic ass card game where we're just peddling these, you know, uh, Marvel nostalgia to you. It, it seems like it actually has some interesting mechanics going on, but mm. nothing that, you know, to the point where people may get so invested in it in like a Hearthstone kind of, so like kind of sphere or. MTG or something like that. You just see, as Adil said, I think that's a perfect word, serviceable. Yeah. Um, I will say that's a maybe a bit rough on it in that I, there are. It's I've definitely played plainer, flatter, um, like strategy-wise card games. It it does have more depth than I first grokked because it's like what if you played snap with someone, but there were three places you could snap, but also you could only play four cards in one place. That's the game, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, in the 12-odd games I played in a row and then haven't reopened it. This was last night, though, so. Um, insomnia, it's a hell of a drug. Uh, the um, What I noticed was, like, I, I of the few cards you unlock, because you win enough games, you unlock a card or sometimes not a card. Um, it 
clearly was like, oh, there's a go-wide strategy where you have really cheap things that can get pumped by your more expensive things later, or something will make every every unit get a plus three adjacently and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, so there are actually, like, it's not just, like, look at the draw and, like, pick a couple complementary cards and figure out what your six drop is. Um, there's a little more depth, potentially, which mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. I, I appreciate this. Um, and I so I built a second deck um, and then never played it because, well, I played it once, but I, I, not right away because I built a second deck and then I hit play. And that means I wasn't using the deck I just built because yeah, you, yeah, the UI yeah. made it seem like you're in front of a deck. Now you can hit you can hit play any time, but also what you need to do is go back to the other screen and then say, no, no, I want this deck and then hit play. And that's just like disappointing because it's just like underthought <laughs> UI. Yeah, there's, there's a few interface uh, um, issues. There's an event going on, the Symbiote event, which um, you can either pick Team Carnage, or actually, I don't think you pick. Uh, you're thrown into either Team Venom or Team Carnage, and mm -hmm. uh, um, you claim rewards. But there's nowhere in any of the menus which tells you how to access that event. There is no button for the event. You have to go right. into the news, find the news article about the event, which will then take you to the event for you to be able to claim all of the bits. Uh, it just seems uh, like there's a couple of missed opportunities in a little bit more openness and maybe a little bit more sort of smoothness of play. Like say, out of having to, you know, choose the decks in those kinds of ways rather than it kind of auto. Um, or at least picking if I'm on for you deck if you screen and I hit play. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I would say I. I Having played it more, um, I think that sense of strategy opens up more and more and more. The more you play, because obviously the more cards you get, the more combinations that you can uh, produce. I've made, I think I've got three decks at the moment. One is kind of just the first deck, which I've been refining and putting different cards in, swapping some out because they're a bit better than other ones and stuff. You know, pretty standard sort of deck, no theme to it. Second deck is an X-Men thing. So it's just all X Men cards. Oh, yes. um, Classic tribal, tribal. Absolutely not, not strategy, but tribal. Uh, not, not, and, and unfortunately, not strategy at all. And this is maybe one of the things that I've, uh, um, like the combinations of cards I'm finding are very random Marvel characters, right? So my third mm. deck is all about moving and destroying cards, because if you destroy Wolverine, he appears in a random location. If you destroy Apocalypse, he comes back with plus four. Uh, uh, power. So if you move um, multiple man, he will generate another copy from where he existed. You know, there's there are strategies because there's lots of cards that will allow yeah, you to move other sure. cards and things. And some of those are fun to try and play. Just sort of like, the, just on the, on the little strategy of kind of trying to outflank your opponent. Like, right, cool. They've got three points here. I've got none, but I know that I can move these two cards across. If I play Craven there. And I move that card across, Craven gets a boost to his power as well. And suddenly I've gone from zero up to like twelve power, and I'm completely destroying right. the the my opponent on that uh, on that lane. So it, it does get kind of more strategic, and I think it becomes, or at least for me, has become more fun the more cards that I've opened. 
uh, um, or got the the, mm. the only thing is the slow trickle of new cards you kind of have to play a lot and upgrade cards to be able to go through this sort of leveling tier system um, which unlocks yeah. cards for you it's, it's fine like, but it's weird so it's one of those things where it's like yes you're laudable that like the things you pay so it seems like on first blush oh, okay so it's not pay to win because uh the up upgrading cards to other rarities which is also a strange idea of it being rarer because it's mechanically unlocked um but mm -hmm. um is like doesn't change the card you, you get mm -hmm. the if you have the card it's the same it doesn't matter so that seems like oh cool not pay to win uh, except to get so in fact what it is is cards are rare like new cards are just rare and the things they call rare don't matter yep um, and, and and the way you actually get the new cards is by grinding out upgrades that are cosmetic only so actually it's worse in a way because it's an it's like an extra the thing that you grind is useless yep so every step until it un, like it unlock hits a threshold that doesn't do anything but also it's a it's now two loops of thing to mm. get a thing that will make you better so because a, a lot of people were talking about how it's like oh yeah you know it's the economy is healthy it's like no it's not <laughs> it, 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 it's obviously not because otherwise they wouldn't make it because capitalism no but, so, so what sorry what's monetized i might have missed that though. so uh there are currencies in the game too yeah to is no, not you're not upgrading blue gems a card. And you're just you're just gems um no, I think those that I it's, saw there's, there's boosters, which right. are which are card specific. So if you've got Mister Sinister, you get five Mister Sinister boosters. You can put that to that. But then there's chips, which there's are. Right, I don't. I don't think I've come across that currency yet. Maybe in the because right. I think I only just played like, I think it was a real world player or, or something in like a third match. Or I don't know. So I, I saw I saw see, saw these gems and I thought is is this the I was trying to figure out what is the what, what's the hook what you know monetary hook yeah you know, yeah absolutely so, so there's so maybe there's, I haven't come across that well there's so there's gold bars as well <laughs> gold bars will unlock they won't unlock new they do unlock new cards but they're not new cards they're variants of cards that you already have so you get like right. pixel variants just different artwork essentially. For yeah, a for a character that you've already got a card of. There's yeah. Hulk. So there's there's Hulk. And there's, then there's, there's variant cartoon Hulk. Yeah, and it, you don't get you unlock it, and it's the same card. You can't yeah. put two Hulks in your deck. Yep, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, so cool. it's, just, it's just aesthetic. So it's just yeah. aesthetic, absolutely. But then there's okay. chips, okay. and the chips, yeah. or, chips or whatever they are called, um, I think. They they unlock uh, yeah credits yeah they look like little chips. Um, they help you to upgrade what is classed as upgrade, but it's just a visual, it's just an aesthetic upgrade to the card. So you have your card, which is just basic. The next one is I think you the the character can break out of the frame, so okay. essentially it zooms in yeah, and parts of it come break. out of the frame. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, the next one is yeah. like 3D, so you can 
move the card slightly and the character is set off yeah. a little bit. Or looks, there's, there's, there's layers really to the nice. character. It yeah. looks yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I think then but it's... the thing is, in order to unlock new cards, the primary vector seems to be this like tree of have when you do things you, you it slowly creeps up the tree and at thresholds you get new cards yeah, with every with every aesthetic upgrade you might get <laughs> one you know you if you just do that first upgrade you get one point and that takes you up one level on the tree yeah the second yeah. upgrade gives you two points so you move up two and i think every two um steps you take on this tree you get a new unlock and that can again be chips it can be boosters it can be cards um, I've hit a point now, it, it's quite good that every other unlock was a card. I've hit a point oh, now right. where it's every three. Um, I don't know how far up right. that tree yeah. goes. It should be infinite, I imagine. Um, there's probably some kind of hard limit to it. Um, I, mean, I mean, that's why they have events, so that they can offer you what... Like, you have to now grind this event specifically to unlock this card. It's rare, and then when it stops being as popular, slash... They need a, a score. They add it to the um, the regular tree, right? That's that's the thing. But the key here is to upgrade cards. You need the credits, and the credits are the thing that you get from playing wins. Yes. Or my right. You yes. get yeah, but then it, it gets a upgrading takes larger and larger sums. Yep. So you can buy. It's Buckets so then you can yes so then you can actually buy credits you can buy gold you can convert gold into credits you know they're, they're trying to funnel like this <laughs> is it's, it's, what's the point of gold just make it all credits right I mean, just, the point of gold is that you you want the user to not have a grip on yeah yeah and that's what frustrates me about these games it's like just make it even though it, it doesn't seem insidious this game it seems like they've made a very serviceable card game first and foremost and just buried some you know monetary systems behind it and it's not even at the forefront it's just that kind of it's so layered in the to a point where it's like i just don't even want to engage with it because mm. i know even if it's like 10 layers deep i know that the the end goal is to get money out of you and it's just like i don't even want to get to one layer deep because it's just because it, it, like yeah because it's that kind of confusion and overcomplicating things and it's like i want to engage a game with a game on its terms mm -hmm. um you know all of its terms because that's what games are like even though if you don't like some mechanics in it it's like the game goes out of its way to, so you engage with all of it mm. um and that's yeah. you know that people work on games that you know they don't have whole, whole entire teams to for people just to ignore it even when they say like oh yeah you can ignore this and ignore that it's like it's still part of the game absolutely if, if it's if it's not interesting then that's you know a flaw of the game like for example like god of war i didn't care about any of the rpg stuff yeah. because i think yeah. it's flawed it doesn't mean that it's not a part of the game and that's not what the creators intended um, this, <laughs> whether the creators intended it or the money guys intended it, it's still part of the game. It's like, if that is the end goal, it's like, I don't want to engage with it, no matter how far deep down the rabbit hole it is. It's like, if that is what you're eventually leading me to, it's just, 
no yeah. why yeah you know yeah. um but yeah that's not to say like you ben or anything like any, anyone else can't engage on a you know, less deep level. On the most um, basic of levels, just, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On the on the surface level, it's like I like these. I like the basic mechanics. I mm-hmm. I like the um, the aesthetics of the game is really good. Like the the music's good. The yeah. the you know just those little tidbits of um, you know VA where it's like oh yeah you know Tony starts rolled in on his treadmill or whatever. Um, it's like it's it's a really well made game, but it's. Mm-hmm. It, I just always think, okay, what's the end goal here? And the end goal is to get money out of me, and I just Absolutely. don't want to even engage, even surface level. Um, so just to just oh. to finish out, I think uh, if I can find the article, oh, where's it gone? Um, I was just looking at a Kotaku article um, about the game um, on. Um, uh, bots basically like how many of these are actually real players versus how many are like bots sort of thing um, yeah because i the first level out of the tutorial i wasn't sure i mean it had a i mean it wasn't like dick master 69 so the username another newbie right yeah away. but then the nickname was freds so i'm like hmm so, yes. Is this really a person, or is it? Yeah, absolutely. Some if it of them. Dick Master sixty nine. Yeah, like, okay, yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> I can't find the actual article. There's a ton of articles on Kotaku about Marvel Snap. One posted six hours ago. Twenty tips I wish I knew before playing. Uh, four hours ago, Marvel Snap players have bot paranoia. One day ago, Marvel Snap oh. ignored a card game staple and it worked. Four hours ago, there's an article. Another three days ago, there's an article. A week ago, there's an article. Um, one of the articles was about how much money it has made within the first week. Um, oh. And it is reasonable. Um, okay. I can't find it now. Maybe it wasn't Kotaku and I'm looking for the wrong site. Um, but uh, basically, the, the US is the biggest market for it at the moment. I mean, yeah. um, I think it was I'm then followed things. by like Canada, then Brazil. Uh, the UK oh, that's wasn't. The, that's the Wolverine fans. Yeah, yeah, the the yeah. UK wasn't in the um, in the top five. I don't think for for that's users or they, for current British Marvel characters. Sorry, Doctor um, Xavier. Yeah, what are the British uh, Marvel Captain characters? And Excalibur. There's actually a Captain Britain. There is. Mm, you know it. He sounds awful. He sounds mm. like a colonizing bastard. Um, <laughs> what's her name? Peggy Carter, who turned okay. into who was then Captain Britain, but a different Captain Britain, not the Captain Britain that was a bloke, but the new what if Captain Britain, Captain America wasn't Captain Britain. Um, I have, yeah, I have, um, I found an article, it wasn't the one I was looking at, but it is from Game Industry Biz. Um, Basically, um, Marvel Snap has made more than $2 million in its first week. That seems modest. That seems all right. That's actually not big, I think. From the Apple Store, it's made 1.3, and from Android, only 737,000. Yeah, considering I see a lot of adverts for it, and um, yeah, I see a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Yeah, you know, make 
Games need to make money. Um, the other day, like, yeah. nothing gets made in a vacuum. But interesting. Charitable needs. Uh, you know, I think it's interesting in the the countries where it's done really well. So the US topped player downloads at 1.3 million. Um, so it's been downloaded 5.3 million times in total. The US was 1.3 million. Uh, the second is Brazil. I wrote, So the other article said Canada, but at the moment, the second was Brazil at 433. Then Italy, then Indonesia, and then Thailand. Mm. Yeah, I mean, East Asia, a lot of free-to-play games do well there. Yeah, absolutely. And, like, yeah, South America, you know, games are expensive down there, so... So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like I said, I, I think it, it, it has more depth than it seems... Um, Mm-hmm. But also, I like that the like the the three spots have um, special ability that you don't know a random sort of mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. Um, which help. Which I think so. One of the reasons why I think Magic: The Gathering has survived a lot longer than other card games, and why like Hearthstone was huge because of like Blizzard IP and stuff, but just like no one talks about now, is the variants that people complain about, like being mana screwed and. Or only drawing mana, like having that random thing affect your ability to do simple things in the game mm. actually is why it gives you enough different types of game um, games, even if you hate one of those types, right? And I think that that randomness seems is intriguing enough now, and I and there's so much, even if they got stuck on mechanics that they could implement, they, they could still like do a lot in that space to like... Um, make intriguing gameplay mm-hmm. yeah yeah it made me double check that i have a inscription downloaded on my steam deck so inscription fucking hell I love that game. Oh, good game. Um, let's move on from marvel snap uh lucy we will we will come to you is there anything else that you've been putting your time into this week um Is that no? Where are we? What, uh, uh, no. what oh, um, I played uh, a case of the Golden Idol. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, you briefly mentioned that last episode. Yeah. Uh, closest thing to a sequel to um, uh, Return of the Overdin, I guess. Um, where it is just a very much a cryptic. Uh, not crossword. Um, like, what are those? What word are those uh, puzzle games? <laughs> not quite a word. Search. Um, <laughs> uh, logic puzzle. Sorry, sorry, sorry. My brain left me for a second. Uh, just like a cryptic logic puzzle game mm-hmm. um, that Overdin was a who who done it kind of yeah. Cluedo esque game. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's very much. I, I think it takes a lot of inspiration from. Uh, Return of the Overdin, except it's not 3D. It's it, it's um, portrayed in these very 2D vignettes um, where everything is like kind of freeze frame, you know, point of death, mm. sort of like in Return of the Overdin. Um, which Adil, you still haven't played, have you? No. Um, <sighs> my heart. Yeah, yeah, I know. My soul. Um, it's on my Steam Deck, and I think given the fact Ooh. that we get on the bed. Uh, I think that's a perfect game. I need to be um, <laughs> home for the weekend uh, so that he doesn't feel stressed and abandoned and, you know, Bless. scared or whatever it causes them to pee on my bed. 
Um, play that. Yeah, that's my <laughs> plan. So my plan was to just like sit back and like n not do work, not do research, even though I'm behind on research, and that is what I need to do to get the job after this one. Um, but just like fucking be a potato. Because um I was like, I wanna I'll just play games, but it was like play games in the like category of thing versus yeah. well, I, I think that, I think that's a good game to even when you're not feeling like it and you got a lot of things going on, I think that's something that can just absolutely just take your mind off things, like just be completely transfixed on one particular thing. I'm, I'm not looking to not focus. <laughs> yeah. But that's what the case of the Golden Idol is as well. It's like I think I played it in like was it one sitting? Um oh, wow. I just played yeah. it like all day, like was it Sunday or something? Yeah. I can't remember, but yeah. I think it was pretty much, you know, just No, it was two. I played it over two days. I, I went to sleep on but yeah, just pretty much, you know, two blocks. Um but yeah, it, it, it's it's the closest thing we'll get to another return of the mm. Overdoom, which I just want more of. It's like, why can't every single developer make these games? You know, it's it's like <laughs> just know, this one game forever. Yeah, just different yeah, interpretations I, I, of. I don't need a Call of Duty. Yeah, just make one of these. Um, but yeah, it has a really interesting um, kind of through line, a kind of story. Because um, Return of the Overdoom had a, you know, just. It was one long continuation of mm. deaths on a set on the ship, so it had that continuation of the story. And this is the same. It's um, told over several vignettes. I think it's about 11. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, you know, people dying in interesting and sometimes gruesome ways and mm. figuring out how it happened as this, like, kind of freeze-frame camera still of, like, the point of death of these people. And it's like... Okay, you 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 so it, it, it it's it's portrayed in like a two D kind of point and click um, perspective, and you you know look around a scene, and there is an option where you can get things highlighted in the scenes um, straight off the bat. In the as soon as you open the game, it's like, would you like us to highlight everything, or would you not? And I was okay. like, please don't. Mm. I'd prefer to pick you know pixel hunt, and at any time you can. Um, switch that back and it can highlight things in the environment if you ever get stuck which I did once or twice where it's like where are the things I need to be clicking on um, but you can just turn that on and off willy-nilly which is nice mm -hmm. but um, as you click in the environment you basically pick up like adjectives, verbs it's like and then you, you've you got an exploring kind of um, menu where it's like you're looking around the scene and then you've got a a deduction kind of menu which basically portrays you know everything in like written written form so you're basically filling in what happened it it, feel, it automatically fills in like um basically the structure you're basically filling out a sentence and you're having to put in like the right verbs and right adjectives and who did it and where it happened okay. and stuff like that so um you're basically building up a picture mm. and like Overdin, it tells you, okay, you have almost everything right. Um, you might have to switch a few things around, but usually you can deduce, 
basically what happened probably for about 90% of the things there was only once or a couple of times where I had to like switch some things around just be like um, you know uh, uh, what's it called just when you have anything there's a couple of things left um, deduction what, what, what's that saying I don't know <laughs> Uh, deduction. <laughs> no idea, mate. Brain gone blank. Um, don't I'm just old. Just old. But like, power of deduction. It's like most of the things you can figure out by logic. Only a few things. Right. Power of deduction. You know. So, um, yeah. And it's it, as I say, it tells a really engaging story between vignettes. Um, mm -hmm. I, th I think it's over like eighty years. The whole story. Okay. Um. But uh, yeah, it's just a really smart puzzle game where it's like you feel like you've you feel like a genius when you yeah. when you figure things out. Even though it's like a good puzzle game is tailored to make you feel like a genius, mm -hmm. you know. And it's like everything is pretty much not simple, but it's it, it, you know it's it, it's portrayed in a way where it's like you're not going to get stuck, and you can reasonably figure things out and you don't have to be you're not you're not like oh i need to f look up a walkthrough because it's just like with enough thought and enough um deducing it's like yeah you can yeah, just spend just yeah. spend another couple of minutes and you'll probably get there sort of thing exactly yeah. when i was stuck one time i was just like okay i'll go to bed woke up and it's like oh okay mm. and Logic, yeah. yeah the art style's weird <laughs> it's made by like um I think they're a Latvian team of like only a couple of people, like two or three or something like that. Um, never heard of the devs before, and it's just it's just cool um, that, that they've just like their first outing just knocked it out of the park. Really, what, but, are they um, called like Popus Luke or something? Just <laughs> amazing. Uh, probably. <laughs> um, I can't remember the name of the dev, but um, I think it was. Uh, Color seven or something, Gr okay. color gray seven or something. But yeah, they're they're out of Latvia. Great it's game. Like, yeah, uh, out of Latvia. It's like mm, okay. Nice. Um, but yeah, it's it's um, a really good game if you need another over in your life, well, which everyone so does. We um, we have a, a review code for it, mm -hmm. which I'd requested for yeah. you, but um, came a little bit late. Um, Play it then. Well. What I was going to say is, should Adol go to Oberdin, or do you think jumping on think... the case of the Golden Idol would be a better shout, and then playing Oberdin, perhaps? You know, is there potentially a kind of, are you going to get more from Oberdin by playing something similar and going into it, oh. or is it best to just go in, kind of as you and I went in, kind of going blind, not having played something similar to it sort of first? I think I think you can go in in either. I think me saying that it's an Oberdin like is probably a bit of a disservice to the game. It's it completely stands on its own merits. Mm -hmm. It's a very good. I mean, prior to Oberdin, there were like you know Sherlock Holmes games and Who Done It games and mystery games. So I just think Oberdin is probably the shining example Absolutely. of it um, and did something a bit different with its mechanics. Um, but yeah, I th I think you can absolutely play this. That, you know, without I any would, prior knowledge or bias. Yeah. I, I would probably prefer to play this one because although Lucy's it's short. About it, not nearly as much and if I was going to 
do one than the other. I, I know from the way you've spoken about Oberdin that it would be a step down to go to this game just because of the effusiveness you've portrayed about both. So I'd rather step up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's... um. This is... With all due respect, it's a very good game as well. It's like... I, th I think Oberdin is... As as I said, it stood out because it was one of a kind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the, you could you could play either before, but I think this, in the case of that, it's a bit shorter. It, there's a bit less going on mechanically in terms of the rewind function and the 3D. Um, I think you could absolutely play this before and be absolutely happy with it. And it's one of those where it's just like, as I said, played it in two two settings. It just completely in i was enraptured you know so yeah nice good good but yeah i think that's i think that's all i've played um silent hill 2 but no one needs to hear about that <laughs> 20 year old game um yeah um if anyone's psa if anyone's looking to play it um because apparently because I, I had downloaded it probably a couple of years ago and uh, to wipe my computer and I was just like, well, bye-bye to everything. Um, and I wanted to, I've been wanting to play it, you know, actually get through it all mm. um, again. Um, uh, the, the, the servers for the enhanced edition, um, I just completely rammed after the, and I, you know, remake announcement because yeah. I was like, because I looked online and I looked on Reddit, it was like, why is it downloaded at like ten kilobytes per second? It was like, oh, it was like, oh okay. But someone's got a, uh, someone literally just put in a nice little package, the enhanced edition. Like, it's it's like maybe one or two updates ago, but still pretty good. Um, it's just there for you, packaged there. Go download that. Go down just look on Reddit, just Google Google that and download that. So I've been playing that and yeah, I mean it's good to be back in that world. I love Silent Hill too. Um It's a great game. It is a great game. It's just it, it's very bad though. <laughs> you know, like it, it, to play to play it, like I couldn't imagine like you know, we, we play games with tank controls and it's like even I'm struggling a little bit and I'm just fine with tank controls. Like yeah. so yeah. Yeah, but and it's the voice acting is just like it'll never get it'll never get better. It just gets worse over time. But it is, it is absolutely it's such a good game. It is a product of its time, you know. That's like the, kind of the original Resident Evil is as well, sort of you know, with those <laughs> controls and stuff. And you can understand why companies want to kind of return to those games and say let's let's modernize it just a little bit, just a tiny yeah. bit. Yeah. Because it is proper awful, but um, in terms of playing it and listening to that voice acting, but the atmosphere and the you know, I still jump. It's like I know what's happening. I know what's going to happen. For for like, I th I think I'm at the point where it's like, oh, I don't actually remember what happens beyond here. But um, it's been that long. But mm. uh, you know, I don't know how much creative license they put into the enhanced edition. In terms of like the the audio, but I don't think they really have. They probably just ratcheted it up a bit. But yeah, the sound design is probably still, you know, one of the best in video games to this day. Mm. Um, it's just insane. But um, 
Yeah, Road Warden I've played, but oh, yeah. I want to. I want to. I want to get more into that. I want to get deeper into that because it's it's an RPG. Um, you know, not too dense, but it's it's very much a narrative RPG. But I think to actually like you know play if it's very light mechanics and stuff like that, I probably have to get more into it. So I'll probably speak about that next. week. That's fair. That's fair. Um, <laughs> I, I think similarly, I uh, started uh, V Rising. Which was that vampire yeah. game that came out a few months ago that loads of people jumped on um, when it, it was released? Free this past weekend, wasn't it? Oh, was it? Oh, I bought it like when it released and have just oh, never right. touched it. Um, <laughs> I've put it about an hour into it, so I think I'll chat about that next week um, as well. Okay. But you're, you're the, the you um, the other day saying about Silent Hill Two, it instantly made me um, chuck the disc back in for Resi Eight. Um, because I never oh, finished it. Okay. Um, yeah. And there's some DLC yeah. coming out for it, and I thought you like, I really that, enjoyed that Resi. Cool vampire I, I, lady, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you exactly. sicko. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, I really enjoyed Resi. I only took it out of the PlayStation because um, last Christmas I got Just Dance for the ladies and that's basically been the only disc that's been in the playstation for the entire year lady Um, d mod for just dance (laughs) how about we do that and everyone's happy why don't we do that i imagine there's lots of lady dimitrescu just dance cgi videos it ain't probably not just dance but um (laughs) there is the cameras on the ground yeah (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> steps it steps on the camera yeah it's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it is um but yeah i mean i got up to the factory uh um which i think is the last boss or the the, the last out of the four kind of that you're presented with this is probably a final boss uh, on that but i really yeah i really yeah. need to get back to that I, I need a good kind of scare um but I, all my eggs have been in the callisto protocol kind of basket of waiting for that to come out in December for it to be kind of like Dead Space horror scares. Oh, right. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I might, I might jump back into Resi 8, I think. Yeah, I'm not into my horror games, but definitely feeling in that kind of season mm. this year, where it's like I'm playing Silent Hill. Tried to play, um, uh, go back to the first Resident Evil, because mm-hmm. I never finished that, the remake that is, yep. but... I think I've started playing it when I'd like food poisoning. I was just like, no, <laughs> this is not the one for now. Brilliant. <laughs> so, yeah. Definitely want to get back to that. So, yeah, it nice. is the season. Tis it the is, season. absolutely, absolutely. Um, good, that's a good point for us to finish for this week. Let's jump back onto our beers. Um, I haven't e- I haven't finished mine. It's sat mm. kind of, uh, um, what have we been? A bit of an hour? Yeah, about an hour. Um, opened it maybe five minutes in, so it's it's almost done. But it's so smooth that the the flavour is maintained throughout the beer. That nose is still just as luscious as it was when the can cracked. Maybe a slight kind of loss on it, but I mean, we've lost Adel as well. He seems to have turned into some <laughs> pixels and lines. Um, it's a Silent Hill too. That's so it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, Lucy. Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. Uh-huh. I, I, I will, this beer is fantastic. Everyone should pick up the salted caramel espresso martini stout from Newbester Brewery and Left Handed Giant um, if you love big. I might think I know what you're stouts. talking about. I want, I want to like whisper it to Adele to see if you say Lucy, Lucy, Lucy. 
Is it about a game that's coming out on Game Pass? No. Well, yeah. I don't know okay. whether it's coming out on Game Pass. It's a game that I've seen today, I think, um, that you have wishlisted on Steam called Faith. Which oh, oh, okay. looks... Okay. Is it called Faith? Um, yeah, the, the pixel kind of. Oh, mate, that animation looks phenomenal. Yeah, um, it looks it, so. And the sound design in that is so fucking creepy. It's apparently the third game in like the series, and I've I've had it on my wish list before. Apparently, this this latest one packages the past All two them, games. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So so yeah. I mean, oh wow, this animation is really cool. Mm. Right, There's right. so many horror. I mean, it's tis the season. So many horror games that like. Like that Signalis came out today mm-hmm. on Game Pass, which mm-hmm. is basically Resident Evil Silent Hill kind of PS1 kind of aesthetic. And that, what I thought you were going to say, Ben, is that Somerville game from the inside. Oh, yeah. Oh, is that, Dev, is that soon? Ooh. I, I, I literally, before I came on here, I was just looking at the, the news. It's just like, ooh, that's coming out 15th of November on Game Pass. Oh, wow, like, is it? Nice. Okay, I know what I'm doing that day. Because even if it's as hot, well, a third, in fact, a tenth as good as inside, I just yeah, thought, right. oh, I'm all in. It's game of the year already. So, <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah, so I'm, I hate video games. There's too many. There are, absolutely. And just, <laughs> there's no time. No time. Um, there is time to, to talk and finish talking about our beers, Lucy. I'm not even working and there's yeah. still no time. There's no time. There's no, like, Silent Hill is taking me, like, I swear I've been playing it for 10 hours walking in a circle because of the tank controls. <laughs> it's like, there's no time. Brilliant. Um, how, how was your beer, Lucy? Yeah, it was good. I'm still, I'm, I'm still drinking it, um, mm-hmm. like you were, but I, I, I think it's good. Um, in fact, I don't think it's good. I know it's good. Um, it, as I say, it's as I said last week. It's probably just not my style, but I like brown beers. Mm. I like them, mm. and I think maybe because it's um, the fact that we don't get many at all these days, where. It, 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 I'm a bit torn because I can't tell if it's if it's good or not because I haven't had one of these in ages. Yeah, you know, but um, it it has a nice um, round, smooth finish. It's it's got enough malt and like dark malt in it, and slight bit of slight bit of chocolate. It's it's not offensive in the terms of like it hasn't got that very Coca Cola, very carbonated aspartame kind of finish to it. It's it's good. It's good. I mean, I like St. Martin Desert, so maybe mileage may vary, but whatever you pick up from them, it's usually going to be good. So yeah. maybe I'm just being overly harsh on it today um, because I've had some quite nice Oktoberfest beers, Ooh, like lovely, German lovely. German beers today. So mm. like Paul Anna and again, tis, tis so. the season. I mean, just the season for beers. Tis, tis, but um, yeah, I think it's it's a good beer. It's a good beer. Uh, nice, cool. good. Uh, um, yeah. And Adol, I see, I see you were kind of supping away still. Yeah. On yours. Um, I mean, it's one of those beers where it, it doesn't necessarily have a long finish, although it's not a short one. But the it's really satisfying, and mm. it doesn't. Um, it, it has a nice complete taste curve, so you can kind of just like be like, mm, that was good, and then oh, I guess I could um, have another sip. 
but now yeah. I've been talking about this thing and I've it's fine. It's sitting there. It's not that I'm bored with it. It's just it's just like the sips are very like self-contained. So good. Um, <laughs> what has happened though is the sweetnesses, uh, depth of the sweetness has given way to the cacao nibs are coming out a little more now that I've gotten used mm. to the sweetness. Um, and so it's just a bit more of a rounder taste, um, you know, mm -hmm. after a bit. Um, yes, very excellent. Fully recommend. Perfect. Good, good. Mm. Yeah, uh, it sounded like you enjoyed it. Yeah, mm. so four. I, I just not, uh, you know, uh, not, I'm not a bit up in Durham, so I'll, I don't have the easy access to them. You know. <laughs> just simply cannot afford it, you know. Mm, yeah, that's right. I'm definitely moved to a place with <laughs> more craft beer. Yeah, all the, all the shipping charges to get it slightly further south, isn't it? On the Wonder <laughs> Beyond. Um, brilliant. Um, thank you for joining us uh, this evening, everybody. Uh, listener, viewer, streamer friend. Um, you can join us every week uh, here on the Out of Lives um Twitch channel, you can get us at Out of Lives on YouTube or outoflives.net as well. We are Tanked Up. We're at Tanked Up Cast on all of the socials. I'm at Nova underscore 47. Lucy is. Juicy Loose 9. And Adel is. At the Omniarch. Yeah, if anyone has any spoopy games they want to recommend, um, do so. Get in touch with us. Let us know what you're playing, what beers you're drinking as well. Or drop one of us a line for the link to our Discord. Uh, and come and join us each and every day just to chat about beers, games, movies, TV shows, Marvel Snap. Uh, you know, all these sorts of lovely things that make life joyous. And yes, we stop need us joyous thinking things. about the Tories. Oh, God. <sighs> oh. Thank you for joining us. We've been tanked up. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, bye. <laughs> to end on a bomb note, don't you? Ciao. Apparently, Adil resigned from the podcast and he was back six days later. So. <laughs> <laughs> well done. <laughs>